Dominic to Stoll, pass intercepted, bunting breakaway in, in on goal, leaves it for Marner, who scores! A four-goal night for Mitch Marner, and the Maple Leafs have restored a three-goal lead. It's 10 to 7. Yeah, cackle away, Joe Bowen. Why wouldn't you? 10-7 would be the final for the Leafs on the road in Detroit. Uh, if you like offense, this was the one for you. 17 goals in total. Uh, Gord, I pulled this stat up uh, when we were watching the game in the third period. I re-pulled it up. We got four goaltenders in the game tonight. Jack Campbell <laughs> finishes the night with the best save percentage of the bunch uh, at 800. Uh, not the night to be a goalie in Michigan tonight. And actually, you look at it, five different distinctive portions because yeah. Ndelkovich came in That's back right. again. The old Mike Keenan move where he used to put the goaltender back and forth. So, uh, wow. And we were talking the secondary mission that barring anything ridiculous happens. I brought up the 11-9 game in 1985-86 that Toronto beat Edmonton 11-9. This is when the Oilers were winning Stanley Cups and the Leafs had just come dead last, taking Wendell Clark first overall. Miroslav Fritscher scored four goals. So who would who would have thunk it? They pursue that record and checking with our guy, Steve Fellin, the most goals in combined is the Toronto St. Pats in 1920. No, I was not at that game, nor was my dad. And then um, the 20 is it. The 20 is it. But it's funny. Uh, Jim Ralph just mentioned that Buffalo game. And I just started <laughs> for working for the Leafs and it was like 13 or 14, whatever the score was. And the next day I listened to GR 55, which is another radio mm-hmm. station out of Buffalo. I wouldn't know about that. Anyway, no. And they, I just had good sports, but whatever. I'm listening. They played all 14 Buffalo goals again. And they just, with like Rick Jenneret's call, like unbelievable. Ted Darling, what was doing that? Like just that distinctive. And I'm driving my car listening. I've been there the night before. And uh, so I remember that game. And then how about this one? Last stat. 10 goals, no power play goals. <laughs> Last time the Leafs did this is 1947. So it's funny. Our Leafs Nation post game. We were going to have our bare minimum listeners because the game was now we're getting a ton of them and I'm getting a bunch of buddies that are curling and not able to listen, trying to fight curling bond spill, trying to find out what's going on. I'm not, don't worry, I'm not going to mention all my friends, but Alan Leslie Kogel way up in a cottage somewhere and they're listening to it with some friends. So on a quiet night up, uh, where would it be? Georgian Bay. Anyway, Mm. so all of a sudden just every, every, just everyone goes, what's going on here? What's the record? So from. Was that the longest period of your life, Brent? Oh my. I genuinely was wondering. Gosh. You always go with the runtime. I'm like, did they go to halftime? Or is every second taking two in that third period? Because everything happened. Oh. And then there was still a period of hockey or half a period of so, hockey left. As I get older, things go quicker. And I feel like, well, man, I wish everything was like that. <laughs> my life would last forever if it was like the third period of that game. Like the Red Wings scored four goals in what, four minutes, 48 seconds? Like, Again, these are games that are kind of like, and you got to, heaven forbid, you don't like this, an accident scene. Mm-hmm. And then when the police come, you got to give, what did you see? Oh, I don't you know. You know, in, in an accident scene, you're, 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 you're traumatized, you're in shock, you're trying to piece it together about, you know, which car was, that's what this is like. You're trying to, and, and, <laughs> jeez, I just, I, and. 
boy, the goaltending was brutal. Well, that's what I was going to say. The goaltending was brutal. If, if, to borrow your analogy, if you're the officer that happens upon the scene, I can't tell you what I saw, but I know I didn't like the goaltending. That's what I'd be muttering. It's like, I've got the blanket around me. They're checking on me for shock. They're like, it's okay, sir. Here, hold this yeah. cup of hot water. And I'm just going, but the goalies, but the goalies, but the goalies shaking back and forth. Cause I mean, look, you know, obviously we're going to focus Leafs wise here, but I don't think anybody in Detroit loved the goaltending. They got, they got, they got either. I mean, oh, and no. you know, it's not often we say this. I know I'm going to sound like Nick Kiprio saying this here. Poor Mitch Marner. I feel like his four goals are going to get buried a little bit because we're going to talk about the goaltending yeah. so much. But, but honestly, I mean, Marner had the game of his life. That's going to be one of the better games stat wise. He's ever going to ever going to end up having, but how do you not talk about the goaltending after a night like tonight? Okay. By the way, daughter, Jesse has never weighed in on oh. here. She just texted. Uh-oh. Oh my God. What a game. I don't, wow. She doesn't even know when most of the games are on. So anyway, and she's not listening. I know that. So anyway, God love you. Um, Mitch Marner, because Stevie Fellin's digging up these stats. First hat trick since a playoff game with the London Knights in 2016. Because wow. he's known as the wizard with right. his great passes and that. So you're, and, and he's, you know what, you, why you got to remember is he scored the goals in critical times. You know, he didn't get, there ended up being no garbage goals, actually. That's true. You know, for a while, normally, like normally a game like this, uh, say, say it would be 10-3. Like it should have been. If you're gonna, then you'd say, okay, goals number seven, eight, nine, ten are kind of garbage time goals. Man, you needed them all. But yeah, Mitch Marner, full value, full value. So you're 100 percent right. Let's just check these pluses again when we get a, we get a chance. <laughs> that, that line was plus five after two periods of play. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Michael Bunting were plus five, which is unheard of, which yeah. is ridiculous. And then the third period happened. I'm looking at it now. Everybody got dinged. So Brody is the highest of the, on the Leafs in that margin in a good way. He, he finishes plus four uh, bunting Matthews, Marner, all of them plus three. So they got caught out there uh, a couple of times uh, in the, well, I guess more than a couple of times because they were out there for at least one goal of their own. And as we know, there were no power play goals. So they didn't Boy. get, they, they, it wasn't like uh, they scored and, and didn't have a count. You know, if, if we're going to talk about Mitch Marner and, and why wouldn't we, he was tremendous tonight. I have to give a tip of the cap you know where this is going oh. what a feed from michael bunting on okay. the hat okay. trick trust there, me the whatever thing, whatever things night. irrelevant you're gonna dig this up <laughs> everything else is irrelevant we're throwing martyr from some props the goaltending's a story but yes okay we'll throw michael bunting in actually though the, the, these are the co- the competition for rookie of the year it he's is. seeing it with two guys on the detroit side in, in raymond and cider and michael bunting very much in the rookie of the year consideration okay okay i'll take it all right i'll take it but then then the like okay the biggest goal of the Leafs season, it sounds absurd, could be Mikheyev. What a right? play. But I mean, like, because Detroit, <laughs> Detroit came back and, and they were watching and every shot looked like it's going to go in. Well, I think they all did go they in, all actually. Did, yep. And then you're going, the, the Leafs going to get the puck, you know, and finally they did. And oh, my goodness. I've never seen, say never, because even that 11-9 game was different. Okay, yep. that 11-9 game was kind of back, back and forth a little bit. Um, I think it was. Anyway, I know I was happier after the eleven nine game. I guess I'll be happy later on. Right now, I got, right now I'm sort of in dazed. Yeah, you will. When when we put Andrew uh, Andrew Holland, our technical director here, you mentioned the the supercut of all the Sabers goals with Janarette on the call. I think we need the exact same thing of Joe Bowen. The only problem oh. is I don't know if the tape would be done by the time we're on at Leafs Nation fourteen hours from now with with how many goals were scored tonight. That's well, the only problem. Okay, we have to if we're going to do that, <laughs> one of us has to get a special one time deal with a hearing center because if Joe Bowen's going to call, you're going to get all those calls. Okay, you know you know what his volume and uh, how he raises it. So yeah, that would be. Uh, 
I got one right. Around, I, I was telling you, uh, you know, hey, pull back the curtain here. I was telling you about the the plaza that's saving my life. They got a wonderful Chinese restaurant. I found yeah. so my kid goes to daycare. They got a hearing center in there too. They truly do uh, do have it all. Beautiful metropolis of uh, Burlington. But 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 tonight uh, we're we're talking about Toronto. We've we've had our fun. We've yucked it up. But I I do think it's time to drill down at a little point of concern here. Leafs goaltending, you know, it's been going back and forth. Can you find a guy? And I don't want to make it all about tonight because I think at a certain point in time when both goalies are fighting it the way they were tonight, you can kind of throw it away to a certain extent. But at a certain point in time, you need one of these guys to go on a run. You need somebody to grab the job. And, you know, Peter Morazic, he's put in a tough spot tonight. You know, that building is melting down. The the Leafs are think they're home and cooled, and all of a sudden you got a game. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, pour too much on him, but you don't love what you see out of him. Obviously, Campbell gets chased. You don't you don't love his night either. Well, and, I, and I'm not big on throw the tape out type type situations, you know, like, but there is an element of that. The goaltending was that bad. And so you kind of, they know it, right? They know it. All four goaltenders. Wow. Talk about detentions in the old days. <laughs> you know, tonight when everyone left the, leaves the dressing room, the goaltenders will... Well, the um, e-bug probably feels like the best goalie going, whoever so, it is in Detroit tonight. But we said at the second intermission, and the Leafs were up, what, 7-2, that, and we said, you know what, They're, everything's going so great, but, we, you know, hate to be picky, but it was about Jack Campbell. And they were up 7-2, to two, and it was about just, you know, not looking good, and and uh, which was hard. And then, sure enough, wouldn't you know, our, our one concern, bang, 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 those four goals in four minutes, 48 seconds. So, yes, it's a... It's an ongoing discussion. It's it, it's a concern right now. Um, again, tonight there is though an element of a one-off for all parties. An yeah, element of it. Just yeah, there there is some of that. I mean, this was one of those 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 firewagging games, and you know, you look at the goals Campbell Campbell let in. I mean, some of them were just stinkers. You don't like it. I mean, there was the one Valino had that he beats out the icing, and it's super short side from right in the corner. And then I think the other problem is is you end up having. And it's funny, this clip of all the stuff from the Leafs behind the scene documentary that I remember, I remember Sheldon Keefe and he's in a coach's room and there it's, I think it's either right after a game or right after a period. And they're talking about the goaltending and, you know, goalie coach, Steve Briere, one of the best in the business. He's in there saying, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. He screamed by five guys on this one. This is a double tip. He can't get to his post. Which one do you want him to save? And at a certain point in time, and I think the beginning of the third period was kind of the perfect example of that I don't care. You just need to save on one of them and you can kind of look to and point at every single one. And there were definitely a few Campbell liked to have back, but there were also a few that were high tips in the slot or, or a weird bounce right in front of them. But when you're going like that, I think that's some of at a, at a certain point, it just boils down to that's goaltending. It's not making the 50 saves, but it's making the one your team needs when, when the game's kind of sliding away from them. Okay. But I, I'm going to, you're hundred percent, but I'm going to flip that yes. in, the, in that saying uh, also Yes, there were a lot of weird deflections. There were. There, 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 you know, there was like, it, it's like when you're having a bad day, you get no breaks. And so there was an element of that for both just little, little ones. But, you know, they are still savable in our, in our vocabulary in 2022. But, but yeah, you weren't getting any breaks either. But all four goaltenders stunk. Okay, let's just, you cannot yes. get away from that. All four goaltenders. And Nedeljkovic got to stink twice. That's right. That's a great to point. Come back a second. Would... That's hard to do. That is an NHL record, by the way. 
to stink twice for a goaltender to get pulled, come back a third time, and stink again. Yeah, and it's uh, it's tied with every guy who ever played for Mike Keenan. They all they're all tied for the record. And Nedeljkovic, you didn't have to stink and get pulled by no, Mike Keenan. No, you didn't. He just you know he felt the other you, guy had to stink yeah, for you to get whatever. back. Whatever. No, he just felt like you smiled wrong and you got pulled. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, not the case. Uh, Some tells me a little little easier uh, going going in today's uh, NHL, at least when it comes to to goaltending there. But yeah, Grice, Nedeljkovic, uh, Campbell, and Mrazek. Not the night either of them would want. Uh, it's the night eventually. You know, it was long, twisting road to get there, but it was the night we wanted in Leafs Nation. Leafs are 10-7 winners over the Red Wings. That is now back-to-back wins for the Leafs. Mitch Marner, the story of the day. Four goals. Yes, say it with me. One, two, three, four in the Leafs. 10-7 win. We will have more Leafs Nation postgame when we continue here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network. The Leafs pick up a second straight win tonight. The final is 10-7 over the Red Wings. William Nylander opened the scoring in what feels, I don't know, a thousand years ago. You mentioned how long that third period <laughs> felt. Think about how long ago that William Nylander weak goal felt uh, on, I guess it would have been Nedeljkovic uh, before he got chased. Yeah, yeah and, and then he mysteriously left the game and then came back, wondered if that flu bug had hit him, whatever, but he came back and played. And But it did set the tone for the, the game that was going to happen about about soft goals. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just trying to think through this game, man. Like uh, guys are kidding about what, what I forget what the goal spread was, but people they oh, yeah. say six they, and a half was yeah. the over under. So yeah. kind of thinking, you know, tonight was a game they're going to score, but not 17, not <laughs> 17. Gosh, if they would have doubled it, you still and you still would have taken the over. You still would have hit. Uh, yeah, just uh, an incredible, incredible amount of offense tonight. You know, I think obviously the goaltending. Well, there's there's kind of three, I think, big conversations that come out of this game. And again, we'll we'll have a we'll have a I was about to say more in depth, not a more in depth, but a little more spread out analysis on on the Leafs this week tomorrow at, at noon on Sportsnet 590 of the fan. But, you know, the, it feels like the three kind of big things coming out of this are, of course, of course, the game by Mitch Marner. You have four goals. You're going to be the the first thing we talk about. The second thing is the goaltending. And, and we've talked about that, that there were some weird goals. But anytime you uh, you give up five in a period, you don't like that. But I think the other thing is, you know, what does a game like tonight? And the answer can be not much of anything. But what does a game like tonight tell us about the Leafs? You know, it has been, we go back to that trip, that trip when they, when Colorado came back against them and Vegas came back and, you know, I don't think tonight's game is anything like those other games, but does, does the fact that the wings were able to mount the comeback that they were tell us anything about the Leafs? Like, is there a concern coming out of this? I no, guess? I think, no, I think it's a positive. I think the Leafs came back after the can't come back. I, I think that's it. You got McKayev school. Then you had the nice shorthand. No, I think that's a positive because we know, that flurry of goals, a big part of it was because of poor goaltending or ordinary goaltending. So I, I think the positive is finding a way to win in the most unusual circumstances, which they did tonight. And, and you know, after two periods of play, when it was 7-2, one of the storylines was the mix, mixing up of the defensive pairs yeah. we were talking about, which actually was an interesting topic. And then the third period has kind of made everything a moot point. Although Dave Tippett called it a mute point uh, a number of year, a number of weeks ago, whatever, but the former <laughs> Oiler coach, but um, so I'm going to draw on that positive. I'm going to draw on that positive because just uh, the goals were of the softer, not, you know, kind yeah. of 
variety. So, um, so there you go. In 82 games, you try to get positives uh, out of as many games as you can. And I'm going to, uh, as absurd as the game ended up being, take that as the, the main, main thing. It's a positive. No, I, I, I hear that because I think, honestly, one of the biggest things that, his, that has bothered me about this, this Leafs team, and, you know, I have talked to you about this, that this isn't about this year's Leaf team, but this goes back over the last two, three, four seasons, is that whenever the goaltending goes a little awry, goes a little askew, you have the goal go in that quote-unquote shouldn't. You know, Michael Hutchison was maybe the poster boy for this, unfortunately. The team would just kind of stop playing. And it felt like they got punched in the mouth so quickly in that third period when you have the first four shots you give up. And it's one thing where you can say, wow, this is kind of on us as a team. If every single shot is from in tight or you have 15 people sitting on top of Jack Campbell. But when they're all kind of shots from outside and they're not slot chances and it's double deflections and things like that, I think you can kind of get rocked and get on your heels. And obviously that did happen for a short period of time. But I think to your point, the fact that they were able to kind of weather that storm. Okay. Wow. We just got rocked. Okay. Wow. The backup goalie came in or well, the guy who's not starting tonight came in. He's not saving anything either. Okay. And then having that rush by, by Mikheyev, that was just a real, kind of pushback, bounce back moment. And, you know, I think it's another important thing that it, look, you, you'd love if Austin Matthews had that goal that Ilya McKayev scored, but I think it kind of matters that that pushback came not from the Matthews line, that it came from elsewhere yeah. on the team. Like, and who was it who scored the shorthanded goal? It's Kasha and Camp who get it going. Yeah. Like, that's Beautiful. what I loved about it, that it wasn't just, okay, here come the big horses again. And hey, we all would have loved a big John Tavares goal tonight. Of course, of course. But the fact that you can kind of get some some depth scoring from down your lineup and depth goals that matter, I think that's a positive sign as and well. And by the way, those both were really good goals. They were. The McKayev goal and the shorthanded goal. They, they, they weren't cheap goals. Those are real good goals. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll use three comparables. To just I know there's more of them. Two are baseball. You know, one is the Bill Buckner era that lived in infamy. Well, there was a game seven. There was. Which would, could have wiped out the era. Um, the Steve Bartman play. Well, there was a game seven. There was. Which could have now, of course, both those, te- uh, both those teams went on to win World Series later on. <laughs> and then the Wayne Gretzky, the high stick on Doug Gilmore. There was a game seven uh, in, in the LA King and, and Toronto Series. And, and so that's about you know, finding ways to win games when you, when you face some kind of adversity. And I thought, uh, I, I thought, you know, within the game that, that was the key tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I had another point, but I forgot. It's probably really good. Maybe I didn't. I'm, my head is spinning right now. And <laughs> I, a, I, I, I'm just drinking uh, iced tea. You, you could, you are my witness, right? I, I am. I, it's, it's true. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you love the brand. You brought a couple of them in with but you I, uh, today. Yeah. No, but I love when we see so many games that's something different, right? Yeah. And that's what's great about sports. That's why, you know, not the dumb, that's not the, the old cliche. That's why they play the games. And I can't believe I was talking about that 11-9 game as as an extreme, ridiculous game in the second admission, the 20-goal game, the 11-9 win over Edmonton all those years ago. And for a while, uh, well, they got up to 17. And for a while, they they, they really, you know, the next couple of minutes after, it looked like they were going to keep going 18-19. It is funny where your mind goes watching stuff. You and I both had the same, wow, how are we talking about this guy moment? But when I, I might have been Nadelkovich who got chased, but it could have just as easily been Jack Campbell. The second they show a goalie after he gets pulled, my mind immediately goes to Ray Emery because I think of, of him playing in, I think it was the KHL at the time, but the Russian League. And yeah, it's just, it's so funny that your mind just kind of where, where it goes and, and where it ends up. Uh, somebody 
who ended up in the Leafs lineup tonight. Um, you know, I don't think he was a, a game breaker, an earth shattering presence. He, he was maybe the only guy who didn't end up on the score sheet tonight. Uh, but I thought Nick Robertson didn't look out of place. And for a guy who can be an undersized forward, I, I think that that's a, a positive sign for him. There you go. Another storyline. I'm huge on Nick Robertson. And because he is on that entry level contract situation, um, he's going to be important because they're going to have to find a player or two or three like him that can play at the NHL level and, and have that low salary being pre- so skilled player. And yeah, again, because of tonight's game, everything except for Marner and that uh, kind of goes on the back burner. But uh, we were surprised he was in the lineup. He said he was surprised he was in the lineup. <laughs> And I like that Sheldon Keefe, whether it's mixing up the D pairs tonight or putting Nick Robertson, you know, trying different things, trying different things to have all his, all his options that he feels comfortable with when the, that once the playoffs start. Yeah. And I think, I think the other good thing about the way the lease are kind of set up is, you know, we think back to a lot of teams in this league, or we think back to other versions of this leaf team is you take a guy like Nick Robertson, who is a skill player. You want this guy to score goals for you at, at some point in time in the NHL. And you put him on a fourth line with guys who are kind of, you know, more mucky grinder. You think of a Freddie Goche in past and a Matt Martin out there. That's not going to help him. Playing with Jason Spezza and Wayne Simmons, you know, Simmons may be a little less so in terms of offensive touch. Jason Spezza still runs the second power play. And the fact that you can put a passer like that with a guy who's supposed to be a finisher like Robinson, like I think that's a, a really nice little wrinkle as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, they get about 10 minutes, which is okay. Probably would have got more minutes had the third period not gone the way it was going. Uh, but yeah, that that's a good line. That got a little bit of experience. Simmons did have some physical moments. Robertson did get a penalty. Uh, that was one of those you could tell trying too hard. It could have could have been on the verge. It was a dangerous play. Yeah, it could have been on the verge of, of a five. You know, it, it yep. wasn't a five. It was. I'm just saying on the verge, anything close to the boards, that kind of hit. But I think a lot of the explanation is the guy is just so pumped and jacked, you know, to try to impress. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 the case I uh, I got as well. Uh, Nick Robertson, first time in his NHL career he has played with fans in the building. Uh, man, wow. amazing, amazing uh, how how time is flowing. I'm sure it's felt the exact opposite for him. Uh, Leafs flying high, 10-7 winners tonight. We're going to talk to our buddy Luke Fox in just a couple of minutes' time. Stick with us here on Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Seven is the final. Yeah, ho-hum. Just, you know, 17 goals on a Saturday night. Not much to see uh, here in Detroit. Leafs Nation postgame. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. And now, alongside us, our buddy, Luke Fox Jukebox. Luke, how's it going, bud? Uh, uh, still trying to recover, I think. That was, uh, that was something. That was the highest scoring Leafs game since the 1980s. Literally. Uh, that, was, that third period was insane. Like Austin Matthews just said that He's never played in a game, anything like that. Um, yeah, entertaining, but uh, concern for the goalies, both sides. Uh, I was at that. I remember that game vividly, 11-9 in 1985 or 86 in that season when Miroslav Fritscher scored four times yeah. and Toronto beat Edmonton 11-9. to So it's funny. We were kicking it around the second intermission, Luke. Brent and I, no, no idea it was going to evolve that way. And, and we're just, okay, so we're saying, okay, the goalies are brutal. Well, all four goalies tonight, actually five, because Nadelkovich got to be brutal twice. But anyway, <laughs> but, but you know, there you look at Marner's big game, right? You know, the, like you look at the Leafs coming back with two not cheap goals 
to stop the bleeding and win it. You know, you're you're hard pressed. You got to start pulling layers back a bit to talk about the many other things in in a game where there were 17 goals. Yeah, and you know what? That's exactly the point Sheldon Keefe made. He said a lot's going to be made of how insane that that third period played out, and the fact that they gave up uh, what was uh, a five goal cushion and made it one. And he said, but you know what? They never tied it. We won the game. Uh, we didn't panic. We, we buckled down. We got big plays. Like that McKayev goal was huge. Uh, and the performance from the top line. I mean, Mitch Marner had never had a, a hat trick. So he gets a natural hat trick, and then he adds a fourth goal um, at a time where you feel like all you need to do is keep scoring because who, who knows what's going to happen at the other end. Um, so that meant a lot to Marner. That line, bunting was, was fabulous. Matthews was his usual self. Uh, they combined for, I believe, 15 points. Like, just just ridiculous. Um, so he said, you know what? Adversity comes in, in a lot of different forms. No one would have expected what we got here tonight. But, hey, uh, a previous te- team might have buckled. Like, with the crowd roaring and everything caving in and you can't buy a save, we've seen that, that Leaf team lose that game before. Um, so, you know, at, at least they, they got the job done and they, they move on. Yeah, that that's where I tend to fall on it too. I mean, we've seen we've seen the bad goal sink this team before. So the fact that I, I you know we can we can quibble about the number, but there were at least three or four of them, and th- they weren't able to sink the team tonight. I, I think it does kind of tell us a little something in terms of just how wild this game was. The fact that Ilya Mikheyev scores a breakaway goal that ends up being the game winner. And it's like the 15th thing we're going to talk about tonight. Like, I feel like that in and of itself should hammer home just, just how nuts this, this game was, you know, the thing I was saying to Gord, uh, it, the, maybe the most encouraging part of the pushback to me was that it wasn't the big line coming back and scoring. Like, yes, we would have all loved a John Tavares goal, but the fact that it's your checking line that comes through, it's your shutdown line that gives you that cushion late. And, you know, we always talk about it was such a topic coming into the season of does this team have enough depth scoring? And I think the forward depth has proven itself, but the fact that it's that line that comes through offensively, I think I think it bodes really well for this team going forward. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, and they get a shorthanded goal. They don't get a, like, they got 10 goals. How many power play goals? Zero. So, uh, you know, the fact that they did it at even strength, the fact that Kasha gets a big short, shorthanded goal late, David Camp contributes on the scoreboard when, you know, that w- wasn't the reason why he's brought in. But all of a sudden he has eight goals, uh, ties his career high, gets an assist on the Kasha goal. That was huge. Michael Bunting pulling off the Mitch Marner assist. Where, what a play. Yeah, <laughs> like, my goodness. Um, and Marner, Marner just couldn't believe it because he, usually he's the one doing that. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, also Michael Bunting, uh, this is a real Calder race now. And the fact that he did it in Detroit where they have two of the strongest candidates for Rookie of the Year in, in Lucas Raymond and Maurice Sider, um, that was a bit of a statement for him that this, this guy is for real. Uh, so I, I believe he's in the tide now for the rookie goal race. because so I think Tanner Janot scored in the outdoor game. Uh, and I think he's moved into second behind Raymond in points. Uh, so, yeah, the, the depth came through. And, and while we're talking about the depth, how about Justin Hall? You know, two healthy scratches, and he comes and gets three assists tonight. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't a shining moment for, for defenders, you know, in a 10-7 game, but he actually was a plus three and had a really strong game. Okay, you know, here's another part to uh, jump on that. And we talked about the second intermission. I like that Sheldon Keefe did that, 
about you can't keep saying we've got Riley and Brody and then we have to figure the rest out. At some point, you have to look at, you know, what is the best for two defense pairs or three defense pairs? Uh, the fact that I, and I assume he'll do it more because you can do that now, the way the standings are set up, that, you know, trying different D pairs, splitting up Brody and Riley and seeing what works best as a team. 100% good. I, I agree with you because especially when you look at the standings, right, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. They have to figure out, you know, yes, they want to finish as high as possible. And yes, they're comfortable with uh, Brody Riley as their top pairing, but they have to figure out what works all through the lineup because you don't know when Jake Muzzin's coming back, um, whether, whether it's in a month, whether it's in two months, we don't know. Um, so you have to figure out a plan and you have to figure out that plan hopefully before the trade deadline to see if you need to adjust the plan to see if it works. So, yeah, I, I like that. You have, you know, that, that road, um, sorry, Brody Riley pair works, um, but let's figure out what works for all six because you, you need to, to uh, figure out some, some depth and some consistency there because even if you're playing those guys upwards of 25 minutes a night, they can't play the whole night and you can't be vulnerable back there. So let, let's figure out some other options. I, I, I like that. I, and I also like, you know, not many coaches would pull a goalie when you're winning the game, but that was a smart and important pull that he did of Jack Campbell. Yeah, I, I, I like the timing of it as well, and I think it's important for us all to kind of get on the record despite how bad it turned out quickly after. I, I liked it. It was clear that, you, again, you know, we all don't like to do body language doctor too much, but you see the way that period was going, and I thought you had to had to make the pull there. You know, sticking with goaltending, and we'll, we'll let you go after this one, what do you do? You know, you, you don't like the game from either guy. I think going back, you you like the game Marazic gave you against the Wild more than what you saw to Campbell tonight. But, you know, I don't know that either guy is sitting here giving the team a ton, a ton of confidence right now. Uh, I think we're a long way away from Kyle Dubas making any splashes at goaltending heading into the trade deadline. But do you think there's a world where what happens between now and the deadline could change his mind where he has to act? Or do you think that it will be Campbell and Marazic carrying carrying the load into the playoffs? Well, up until tonight, yeah, I, I kind of did think it was going to be Campbell and Mrazic. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I, I think we'd have to continue to be bad like this. Uh, I I honestly didn't agree with Keith's call to start Campbell in this one. I thought neither one had seized the net, and I, I would have preferred the coach to kind of go with a, a win and you're in. Um, you know, I like Mrazic's last performance, and Keith said after the game that he really put Mrazic in a horrible spot. He's like, if there's any game a goalie doesn't think he's going in, it's this one, you know, midway through the third period and you're winning, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know you're, you're mentally you probably switch off. So I, I wouldn't be too hard on Mrazic for, for giving up a couple softies when he gets thrown to the Wolves kind of late, ice cold in that game. Um, I, I'd give the net back to him. And I'd, I'd, I'd try to stoke some competition here. Make Jack earn it back. I know he's kind of a, a sensitive guy and, and you want to use kick gloves with him. And, and, you know, he was so strong for you before Christmas and everything. But, I mean, this is professional sports. I, I think they need to get a goalie competition going and make one of these guys seize the net. Yeah, I would I would go back to Mrazic uh, when the Leafs are back at it. Uh, that'll be uh, in Washington on Monday. Uh, Luke, love the chat with you. Thanks so much, buddy. All right. Have a great night, guys. There he goes. Uh, there is Luke Fox. Always love talking to him. And, you know, I don't remember exactly what he said, but Gord, you had the great analogy that this game is a little bit like trying to break down a car crash you were just a part of. 
And I think our my first question to Luke was just like, how'd you enjoy it? And felt like he was rocked a little. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun. Like, how do you pick something out of this game? Just, uh, it, it's a, it's one we will definitely remember, but it's also one that I think if we, in a month or two months time, pull up the box score, we're going to say, Ilya Mikheyev scored a breakaway goal. Like there's going to be parts of it that just go completely by because so much happened tonight. Well, as I compared it to describing an accident scene, you hope what happens in the game tonight happens in an accident scene that at the last second, someone makes a move. So mm. nobody got badly hurt. And that's the Mikheyev goal and the Kasia camp duo on the shorthanded goal. So just when it could have been a real accident scene for the May police, uh, those, those two guys scored and, and you got the W and uh, if it was a loss, Again, they're they're in the playoffs and home and cooled out. But you would have looked back, and if they got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, uh, then you look back at this. As I always talk about, there's a handful of watershed games, good mm-hmm. and bad. You look back at the end of the season, and it was a game like this that uh, was the end of Felix Botvin against St. Louis. Yeah. You know, Leafs had a big lead. St. Louis came back, and there was a a weird bounce. Al McKinnis flipped one in, and it bounced and soft one. And you know what? Felix Potvin was was gone after that. They they didn't get Curtis Joseph to the off season, but but it became became that kind of signature unfortunate game. Hmm, and, a dribbler uh, from Al McKinnis, probably the first and last I know, time that exactly, ever happened. Exactly. Normally <laughs> just, you know, wire him through your equipment. Yeah, that's uh, that's normally what happened. Uh, there was some of that tonight in Detroit, but at the end of the day, uh, the Leafs walk away with a 10-7, yes, 10-7 win. Got to hammer it home one more time. Man, man, oh man, what a night for Mitch Marner. He has four goals, including a natural hat trick in the second period. Gordo, tons of fun. You and I will be back tomorrow for the Leafs this week. Yeah. One hour, 12 noon till 1 p.m. So good. We've got a whole lot of fodder to figure out and talk about. I'm looking forward to That's it. That's right. A little more than 12 hours to figure out exactly what happened in this game. We'll break it all down for you tomorrow. Andrew Dutch Hall and J.R. Manitab behind the scenes. Thank you so much. But most importantly, thank you for listening.